All right, welcome back to another week of the Trading Triangle. Less one this week is Sean and I. Hey, Sean. Hello, how are you? Doing well, thanks. I had a jam-packed day already. Looking forward to getting into charts. Looking forward to trading this week. Even though I'm going to be out this week and traveling a bit, um, should be an exciting week given all the action we've had recently. How about yourself? Are you looking forward to the week? Uh, yeah, no, I'm you... looking forward to the week very much so. Yeah, yeah good, good. I've, uh, good. There's a few indicators we were going to touch on today, so it'll be interesting to see what's going to happen. Yeah, we'll zoom in, zoom out, get a bunch of different perspectives. We won't have Kay's great inputs on the options, but I'm sure he'll comment later and and help us out there. But um, yeah, I'll pull up the charts here. And actually, let's do this number and get right into it. I'm looking at the overview. Yeah, look at those. Anything jump off the page to you on last week's performance? That's red, very red. Yeah. yeah, that's the only thing that jumps off the page. No, yeah, that's I'll let you, you know, control this one. <laughs> yep, no doubt. Very red. Um, I was looking at the you know, as we always do, going through the numbers. So, just to run through the, the major indexes, SP was down 1.75% on the week, but it's still up 13 and a quarter percent on the year. Uh, the Dow was down 1.98%, only up one and three quarters on the year. NASDAQ is down two percent, over two percent, 2.11. Uh, still coming in strong at a positive 28.91% on the year. Um, Russell 2K, that's the one, and, you know, it really got my attention. And we'll look at IWM later. Um, but the Russell 2K is down 3.58%, um, and now it's only up 343 on the year. Uh, Bitcoin, as I, mentioned, as, as I mentioned right before we jumped on here, Sean, up 83.93% on the year as of this morning, so almost 84% which is just incredible for all the Bitcoin fans out there above 30 K. Um, so Mara broke out and I'll be talking about that and looking at what's coming next, um, potentially, you know, what the charts might say. Um, and VIX is compressed We're at $13 and 44 cents on the VIX down again this week. Um, so yeah, I, so the sideways action in the market and kind of is making new highs, but still overall longer term we're sideways and the VIX is compressing. So yeah, very interesting stuff. Um, before we keep going, though, real quick disclaimer, like we always do, uh, just letting you guys know that the tra- trading triangle is for generation, excuse me, for informational and educational purposes only. Maybe generational, I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, for educational and informational purposes only. We're not financial advisors. Uh, this is not legal, tax, investment advice, or accounting advice. Uh, just our opinions and observations. Hopefully, you find it entertaining and helpful. And when you apply it to your own trading strategies and your own thoughts. Um, but okay, so keeping it rolling here. We've got some upcoming events. Not a lot in the way of earnings, but um, I think we get uh, Mr. our Fed Chair, Mr. Powell, speaking again this week. Any comments on that, Sean? No, I mean, it's always a volatile time, isn't it, when he talks. Uh, so just be cautious if you've got trades on or if you're looking to play some trades around these kind of times. Um, it's different for the UK, of course. So this is nine thirty, so that would actually be two, no, what? Yeah, two thirty um, in, in UK time if you are watching in the UK. But yeah, just be careful when you're trading around these times. It can be very volatile. Um, that's for sure. I'm sure you can speak to that. Yeah, the way whatever uh, Powell says, you know, it seems like the market hangs on every word, swings mm-hmm. one way, swings another way, and then picks a direction. So. I do think that he's been pretty consistent in saying that we're going to get some rate hikes here. In the, and he said more than one um, last I heard anyway. So uh, I think the markets are, you know, digesting that a bit. I don't know if it's priced in or not, but 
Uh, it'll be interesting if he has anything new to say this week or if it's just more of the same. So, yeah, we'll think, see. Yeah, a bit, a bit more of the same, I think. You know, one thing he has done is stuck to his word in terms of what his message has been about. Um, he's not really deviated from it too much. But, yeah, hopefully he can kind of keep on the same track, you know, keep investors fairly safe, I guess, in terms of the way they think. Right, yeah. So more more from Mr. Powell. We'll see what he says. Um, but, yeah, uh, getting into the charts, you know, because that's our favorite. I, I pulled up. Oh, yeah. You just got jump into the charts. Make yeah. sure you subscribe to this, by the way. We just hit half a century, which is absolutely wonderful for just a month in. Uh, we've hit yeah. 50, 50 subscribers. I just uh, went on it half an hour ago. And thank you very much for your support. And obviously, if you are watching this stream now, hit the like button because it does help us get out into more eyes. So go ahead and do that. Sorry, you can get into the chart now, of course. <laughs> appreciate this, Sean. No, and appreciate all the followers. Thanks again for subscribing. And uh, yeah, 50 already. This is great. This is great. Um, but yeah, then maybe it's these charts that are doing it. Hopefully it is. It must be. It must be, <laughs> it must be the charts. It's not us. So uh, <laughs> the four the four hour candles here I have for SPY are the first chart up. And um, you know, I mentioned we're zooming in, zooming out. And these four hour candles are the zoom in portion. So you can see that the clear uptrend that um, you know, over the past several, several weeks for SPY that we were on um, was actually broken this week and kind of rolled over a bit right so this might get you a little bit bearish and thinking okay time to pull back big time and you know go short with all your positions what have you um but we'll look at the daily candles uh, on sean's chart next and you'll see why that may not be the case um but that being said i like this fibonacci look because it does look like these levels are uh, pretty true given the most recent run-up um and that 50 percent line that's kind of bold in the middle coming in at 427 roughly, um, is where I think we could pull back to, right? That would be healthy. we got some good support there. It'd be a 50% retracement of the overall run-up. And um, I would guess we would still be holding the overall uptrend on the daily. So um, I did want to kind of point that out because you can get a little excited seeing a chart like this if you are, you know, more of a bearish, have more bearish sentiment and think, oh, we're rolling over. But uh you want to look at all the different time frames. I think it makes a lot of sense. Anything on the four hour here, Sean, before we look at yours? No, I just really like that um, that level of the 50% line. And I wish I could draw Fibonacci levels. Uh, I just I just don't get on with them personally, but that's just a personal preference. But I like sure. to see when other people do it because it gives me obviously a bit more perspective and uh, obviously hopefully the viewers as well. But yeah, that, that 427 level looks uh, pretty key to me, that 50%. We've got the, uh, the 150, is that moving average coming in below? It is 150, um, yep. So that bit of com double confluence there and obviously probably a support line if you go further back, which we might see on my chart, who knows? Um, but yeah, but yeah, it looks good in terms of a bit of a pullback. And like you say, it's healthy. So yeah, a little and, uh, short I think, term. Little I think short with term. Um, the market this week, a lot of people maybe, especially the retailer ones, might be panicking slightly. Oh no, but the market's suddenly not going up anymore. Um, I must sell all my stocks, that kind of thing. Obviously, people don't know about the market. They they do that, they panic a little bit. Um and really, it's healthy, in, in obviously our opinion and many other investors' opinions as well. So Yeah. yeah. You look for that key support, right? Trend lines <laughs> and, and that kind of thing um, where you're pulling back to and seeing if that you get that support. Um, but, yeah, I think pulling back here a little bit to about 427, I mean, I don't think that would be bad. If it holds around 430, 431, all the better. Um, but, yeah, a little bit of a pullback's healthy here. And uh, looking at the daily, I'll, I'll hand it over to you. I really liked your chart here because it zooms out and gives you better perspective. 
Yeah, the reason I zoomed out so much is because of that 432 level, which we touched back in uh, mid, mid parts of last year. Um, and we kind of bounced straight off of it. And the reason I put it up there is because it bounced off the 200 as well. So it makes it a little bit extra kind of resistance, shall we say. So you've got the 432 and the 200 way back then, both resistance, which um, potentially could mean that the 432 level, when you just touched on the 430 level just then, um, could be a nice support level uh, with those two. Obviously, we don't have the moving average coming in. But the, as an actual line of support, it could be quite nice. And uh, it just looks nice. If, if you see the, the yellow line coming up there as well, um, the, which is the 20 moving average, if we get a nice little bounce off of that in the next couple of the days, I think that would be good. Um, I don't know if I can just ask, if I, there might be a bit of feedback on your end. I think I can hear myself a little, just a little bit, but not much. Right. Yeah, let me adjust that a bit. Just be... See if that helps. Yeah, let's see if that helps. I think it's already helped, which is good. Um, okay, so great. if I just <laughs> we get back to the chart now, shall we? Um, but yeah, that 427 level that you had on your chart, I think it could also be done because if you look back kind of towards April, May, June, um, the area of this year, you can kind of see it's dipped below the 20 million average and it hasn't quite respected it that much and it's respected the 50 more. Um, and that's when my next comments come in. Maybe this uh, the 50 million average comes up and we kind of go down there. And we touch around that 424 level, depending on the time frame. Um, if we can kind of hover around this area, then it might bring up that 50 even more to 427, in which case that would look even even stronger as we touched on um, the 427 level earlier. But yeah, that's what I see for the long term. That would line up, problem. right? Yeah. That, would, quit, that yeah. would really line with what we were just seeing on the, the four hour candles. And it's about the same levels. You mentioned 427. And then um, if we do get a little bit of sideways action, that that 50 moving average comes up to about, um, uh, you know, co comes up a little higher to help support around that area. Meanwhile, if the 20 holds, that's right around the 430, 432. So yeah, um, multiple points of confluence. And again, this uptrend, it, it continues. Like, don't don't kid yourself. There's no rolling over yet. The, the uptrend is, is holding, right? So anyways, Absolutely. that's... Yeah. And uh, we, we touched on last week, the trade is your friend, so... The trend is your friend, not trade. If you're following the trend, the trade should be your friend. It should be, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, what is this you uh, posted? I, I know she had another chart in here, Sean. So, so this was just a little bit of fun. It's not really a chart to look at, but the, you see in the yellow here, we've got next week, which is this week coming, will be the last trading week of the month, quarter, and first half of the year. With the S&P up 13.8%, which you mentioned earlier, so far this year, historically, whenever the S&P is up at least 10% year to date, as of the end of June, of course, uh, the, in, the index ended the year 82% uh, higher in uh, the year, so which means it kind of gains 7.7 on average. Obviously, it'll be different this year because it's an average. Um, so I just drew that line ready for us to go. So that point is obviously it will be the end of the week. So the 7.7 inverted commas will be from the end of the week. But I drew it here, you know, mainly for entertainment purposes only. And you can see it's kind of up, up towards that 470 level. I just wanted to kind of see how that makes you feel because I've written at the top left corner there 480 and that's very close to all time highs. And I don't know if that's um, sustainable or if that's even possible, but I just want to get your thoughts on this chart, add it in there for a bit of fun, a bit of entertainment. Oh, I, I love this. This is great conversation. So, <laughs> um, so I have so many thoughts. One, you have a huge six month, um, you know, positive gain. Like we've got up over 13%, right? And what does that do to money managers who have been bearish in the first half of the year that are behind, right? That, that maybe they've only got 9% gains or something like that because they've got a lot in cash. Is there a catch-up trade? 
Like, are they going to all start piling in and, and trying to make sure that they, <clears throat> excuse me, get in on the second half and don't fall further behind, right? Because that's their profession. Number one is managing money and you got to beat the markets. Mm-hmm. Um, so that comes to mind. Um, two, say we run all the way to 470. I mean, what a great, <laughs> what a great way to finish out the year, right? That would be amazing. And yet we wouldn't have eclipsed the all-time high. Like we could get to 470, um, cool off and pull back to right back to where we're at. And we, and if you zoom out, the chart doesn't look like we've done anything and we've just been going sideways still. Right. Like I think the VIX would still remain pretty compressed at those levels um, because we're basically moving up and down, but not making new highs um, yet, despite just an amazing run. So it's got me, uh, I mean, it's really how can I say this? It's very nice to see from a standpoint of you can, you got, we've got room to run potentially. And there's a lot of positive history, I guess, on, on our side, 82% of the time. Right. Um, but uh, at the same time, I, I believe in pullbacks. And if you wait too long, then the pullbacks get nasty. So what do you think about all of that? Um, yeah. I mean, it, it could be, it's not going to be a straight line up, is it? It can go to four sixty in the next three weeks to come back down to four thirty. Sure. Um, but I, I like the, I don't want to say odds, but the possibility of the 82%, but obviously there is 18% on the other side as well. And it has happened 18% of the time. So we can't, um, we have to take this kind of information a bit of a pinch of salt, but, but I like the 82%. I think that's um, very doable. And obviously with the interest rates and all that kind of stuff and inflation coming down, um, obviously there's a few macro things going on at the moment with Russia, et cetera, but um, obviously that will come into play. So it's just more, I just wanted to add this in for kind of entertainment purposes, as you know, but yeah, I think it, I think it could be possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a ball. So I would, I would say that. Yeah. I? <laughs> and we're, in, we're in the business of, of uh, probabilities, right? Like none of these charts say, absolutely. This is what's going to happen, but we look at them to try to get the odds in our favor, right. Ahead of trades. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, the the 18% is a good note, though. You know, I'm going to go play poker, the World Series of Poker here the next week. I can't wait. And nothing is worse than getting that 5% outer hit against you to make you lose a hand when you had 95%, you know, odds in your favor. Yeah. But it happens, yeah. right? And just like in, in these spots, it does happen. So, um, happen. you know, they'll never go all in, right? But, uh, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> this is this is great info. Thanks for bringing this up, John. So. All right. So the cues, I've, I've got it zoomed in for this year, basically. Um, and there's two trend lines I've noted, one that goes all the way back to data line that we've pulled um, away from, actually, and really uh, increased the traje- trajectory here. I should have practiced that word. And, uh, and so I've got another green line, solid line with all the uh, highlights there where we've touched uh, and just bounced off of it, basically. There's a one gap where it gapped down or, excuse me, broke below the line and gapped right back up above it. Uh, these are the daily candles. So, um, you know, a little bit wider uh, time frame than the four hours I've been looking at. Um, but yeah, this shows that we, even though we pulled back last week, all the way back as much as we did, what was it, over 2% for the NASDAQ, um, the Qs, they're holding the trend line here. So uh, really positive. Yeah, I think this is just a great example of the trend is your friend. Um, if you see this on any time frame, it's always nice to see. But it could be a week, it could be five minutes. Um, it's just it's about management. So if you got in, maybe not in the first bubble, not even the second bubble, but maybe the third bubble, 
um, your indicators lined up on your, on, your, on your smaller time frames you entered. And then it's all about managing. So bringing that stop loss up you know, towards the next bubble. And by bubbles, I mean the circles you've drawn. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, when it comes up and bounce off the trend line on a moving average, for example, that's when you move your stop loss up again. And it's just all about management um, just after you've entered. So, yeah, so risk management is a key, should we say. Yeah, and these trend lines really help help with that, and that's that's why I use them for right. Um, yeah, so just to throw some levels out there, I uh, got noted. Um, I could see if we do break the trend coming back to three fifty five, but that level potentially holding a bit. Um, and if it doesn't, coming all the way back to three thirty seven, roughly, that's where the fifty day moving average is going to sneak in. So that you know maybe, or excuse me, three thirty seven. I think I said that wrong, but either way, three thirty seven, three forty range. Um, the way that 50 day moving average would come in. So if we do get a bit of a pullback and retest of that dotted line, again, that's still holding an uptrend from earlier this year. So all things are still, you know, very much pointing positive uh, for a big tech. And, uh, you know, that's what I'm seeing here. Yeah, no, I like this job. Let's take a look at yours. Zoomed out, same day, daily candles. Um, yeah, what would you add, Sean? So daily candles, obviously, on the zoomed out, like you said earlier, it just it looks a bit more dramatic, I guess. I'm not, I wasn't going for that, of course. Um, but not. we have we have the level of uh, 362 where we are now, and you can see that 20 minute average kind of just coming up before that uh, 357 level, 357. Yeah. Um, so it's not the most solid resistance slash support. Um, but what I really wanted to kind of touch on is that 369 level, which we kind of bounced almost aggressively off um, recently. I think that was Monday or maybe the Friday before. How many candles that is, but if you look back in the chart, you can see the blue highlighted areas, and it's acted as resistance slash support back then as well in quite a concrete way. So if we are going to keep going up in this trend, like we mentioned, we're not going to um, keep going on the same thing. But that would be the level that I'd be looking to break 100%. So that 369 level, and then I don't see much in the way to 382. Um, but like you say, I mean, I would like to see a little bit of consolidation, maybe even a bit of further of a pullback and touch that 50 moving average, but um. Yeah, it just doesn't look like it's slowing down, does it? It really doesn't. I, I agree with the 382 being your next target. Yeah, that's what I had in my notes. I just didn't mention that. Um, 380 to 382. So, yeah, it it's just, that's quite, I'm going to use the word again, see if I get it, trajectory. That's quite a trajectory. <laughs> Dramatic trajectory. <laughs> it is. You said it much better yeah. than I did. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's just been a run. And, again, use those moving averages um, for – you know, some support there and we'll see what happens as we head into the holiday or holiday week over here we've got coming up. I think um, just if you pop back to that, the what oh, yeah. nice is that 200 coming up as well, uh, the red line. So it is starting to kind of, you know, just turn the corner. And uh, if we stay in these kind of levels, it will kind of get move up past the 304, past the 317. So that'll be something to have on our side if you, for the long-term investors um, more so, but yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. That I mean, it really is rounding nicely. And you got the 50-day cross above it. Um, what was that, in March of this year? Which is huge. Yeah. yeah. And so here we are off to the races. It's been good. It's been painful if you've been a bear. So I'm glad we're a little bit more bullish on, the, on these uh, videos. <laughs> Just a bit. <laughs> Just a little. <laughs> well, yeah, let's, let's take a look at the individual stocks you got this week, Sean. Hand it over to you. Yeah. So I've got um, the kind of normal bunch. I had the same as last week, actually. So Tesla, Neo, Palantir, and Enovix. Um, and they're a bit different in terms of the timeframes. Just wanted to kind of take a step back and take a step forward, that kind of thing. So this one is the one week for Tesla. I mean, you can see 
a lot of things are kind of going on, really. So I've got the two lines there drawn at 210 and 300. And that looks to me like a little bit of a range could be forming, perhaps, in the long term. Because we had a little bit of a range drawn kind of, when was that, early early to mid-2021. And then again, kind of mid-2022 as well. Kind of bounce through that range. So if we can get in that range and bounce through here, get a bit of news, et cetera, that would be great. Um, but what I also wanted to bring up was the the circle that I've got drawn there, the, the three moving averages. Now, this is the weekly, so they do move a lot slower in terms of the fact, well, time is uh, more, more or less on the side. Um, but what I would really like to see is the 20 moving through that 50, 100%. Um, and then if we can obviously go and in, in a sideways movement, that 20 will bring up and then you know bounce off of that hopefully in the future. But looking at the chart going backwards, it doesn't really respect the 20 a whole, a whole lot. It respects the 50 a lot more, as you can see. Um, yeah. just, just just by observing this chart, it observes the 50 a lot. So even if the 20 does come through the 50, I wouldn't expect it to be major support, on, especially on the weekly. Um, but the 50 definitely would be nice to kind of curl up. We spoke about it on the queues. If you could curl up, that would be great. Um, and all of this information staying above that trend line, which I've drawn. But yeah, that's that's kind of it's, it's doing well. I mean, we can see lots of news. It was a bit, a bit of negativity this week in terms of um, FSD, full self-driving. So that would be a bit of a concern for long-term investors if they're actually working and they're investing enough money into that, that kind of thing. Um, obviously, they don't have LiDAR sensors either, which is the kind of tracking system. They just go on um, previous, what's it called? I can't remember what it's called, but previous, uh, when you're driving around observations, they just kind of oh, right. implement that into their technology rather than actual cool. LiDAR. Um, because Elon doesn't like the way it looks, which is fair enough, I suppose, it's his company. Um, but yeah, that, I've spoken quite a lot already. I'm going to let you talk now. <laughs> no, it's good. Um, I, I have, I love the weekly here. I, I don't have too much to add, to be honest with you, other than the fact that we're above the 50-week moving average is got to be getting all the bulls riled up and probably why there's that big candle uh, that after it broke above that 50, that just really pushed it up higher. Um you know, just getting that good positive sentiment. I, I don't know how closely everybody's looking at the weekly uh, 50 moving average, but I bet that ties in closely to some nice, uh, you know, I guess uh, signals on the daily candles as well, I would guess. But yeah, overall, it looks really constructive and uh, it would be nice to get to the top of that channel. If we get a little bit of a pause here only to see things move higher, I don't think it'll take too much to get there. Absolutely. And we have our first comment today, which is good. Uh, thank you very much to Hawk Meacher. Um, I think he's kind of getting a little bit of my explanation out of me. Um, he, he writes, yeah. go on historical, uh, go on, goes on historical data rather than LIDAR. So what I mean by that on, so for example, Neo cars, they've got like little horns on the top. So one in the middle, two on each side, and they have like laser um, kind of vision, should we say, to detect humans, dogs, that kind of thing, road curves, etc. Whereas Tesla doesn't. It's been driving with kind of recording data for hours and hours and hours all across the country, especially obviously US, that's where it's been most successful. Um, and it basically takes that data and they've got a software or something like that to kind of read that data and implement the, the car's journey. Um, I hope that makes a little bit more sense, but basically it's a different type of sensor, different type of data. It relies on the camera's data versus the laser uh, inputs, yeah. right? From the LiDAR. And uh, I don't know, I don't understand the LiDAR technology completely, but I do remember hearing that yeah, Elon's not going down that path, doesn't sound like. 100%. It just doesn't like the way it looks, apparently, um, from what I've heard in the past. It might be something different, of course, but... Sure. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, let's cool. see if it holds here and, and pushes higher. It certainly looks like we're right at that key level where it could, it could hold and, uh, again, continue the move. So 
uh, Tesla. <laughs> I'll leave it for the comment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great wow. comments. Though. Keep them coming, guys. We have Neo next. As you can see, this chart is um, a little bit hectic. It's gone up, it's gone down, it's gone up, it's gone down. You can see highlighted areas. So let me jump straight into that. Um, so what we've had in the last week is a, a bit of a pullback and um, it looked like it could continue. But what I will say is these two moving averages that have kind of tucked in below um, have acted as resistance in the past. Not accurately, um, shall we say. So where are we? So April, May. Um, we, we poked up to that kind of blue line, which is the 50 moving average, poked above it, straight back down, poked above it, straight back down. Um, and what I'm kind of hoping to see here is maybe a poke below it to kind of the $8 level and then straight back up. Um, obviously, it's a little bit news dependent with Neo at the moment. We do have deliveries coming up on Saturday, which is the 1st of July. Um, but yeah, so going back to the chart, we have that $8 level, which I mentioned, which is the blue highlighted areas. And the red highlighted areas we've got here is the 20 and the 50 failing to cross. Um, it's happened twice. Uh, you can see in the top left, you can see right in the middle. And I've highlighted it with a couple of question marks here. Is it going to happen the third time? And judging by the look of the chart, it could well do that. And we could be on our way to $6, uh, well, seven first, of course, but then on our way down to $6. But yeah, this is what I'm perceiving the chart to be at the moment. I, I am bullish on it. Don't get me wrong. We, we're still above the two moving averages. We're still above the $8 level. And um, we've, we've cooled off quite considerably from this massive move we've recently had. So I don't see any reason why we can't set a higher low and then go on to kind of move towards 9, 10 in the next three to six months, especially with the delivery numbers and everything going on with the company. It is positive, in my opinion. Um, they have taken their time with it, I must admit. But I do think it is um, it is quite positive. I'm going to stop you know, talking I, now because I always say this, but you can jump in now. <laughs> I was about to get in there for you. I saw um, it. I saw it. <laughs> so I was going to ask you because um, I know you you've been accumulating and are longer term focused with Neo. But when you see big pops like we've had over the last uh, you know call it two three weeks, um, do you take profits? Do you take some off the table? at some point um, and expect to, you know, buy back in uh, when it pulls back or uh, are you just holding on to your shares and, and trading for a longer term? So that's a great question. And I'm, I'm going to answer it honestly. And I, I do take profits. I do trim the positions just because I'm a technical trader. That's why we do these things, uh, these um, live sessions every Sunday, because I, re I really enjoy technicals. I enjoy breaking down charts and see what's happened. You can clearly see we're in a negative downtrend. We have been for two years. And um, it, it's safety, if anything, to be honest with you, yeah. mate. Um, so if you've got, I don't know, for example, 1,000 shares, 10,000 shares, and it gets up to 10, and you're thinking, this move is a bit a bit aggressive, um, maybe take a 10th or maybe take a 20th, and then keep that cash on the side. And if it comes back down to your technical levels or your research that you've done, say, for example, now I could buy tomorrow, for example. I'm not saying I am, I'm not saying I'm not. Um, but tomorrow would be a good time to buy, in my opinion, because it's, we've just spoken about that, that possibility of the bounce. Um, right. But yeah, the answer to the question is I do, I do, I do trim my positions, um, even if it's not a profitable one. If it's level, I'll, I'll trim a few positions just because of that trader inside of me just tells me, you know, be safe, Sean, be safe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I do the exact same thing. In fact, one of my favorite set, you know, positions to be in is where I've, I've been fortunate enough to get in on the stock. It's moved up. You take, you know, profits, it pulls back and, and whether you buy more or not, maybe it moves up higher, you take profits again. And now all of a sudden, you know, the remaining shares I'm in are all in, you know, at 50% of what I, of what I originally bought, or maybe I've covered it with all the profits I've taken if it's had some major moves. 
Um, and then so now you're in and you're writing for free. So it's just a lot less stressful. Um, and anything you add to it, you know, again, you have like this massive position that you've already taken a ton of profits with. It's, um, you know, Kay and I talk about selling covered calls, very similar kind of thing. And I'll, I'll mention it when we get to Mara, but you, you take some profits off the table. And when you get these pullbacks, uh, it's far less concerning. Uh, one last note, I'll say on Neo um, for your other charts is, uh, it looks like we're right about 50% of the way back from the the most recent run from the bottom to the top. So, you know, going from seven up to above 10. And now we're back here about halfway. So that, you know, I could see some support here. So another another thing to mention, the lineup with, with the uh, moving averages. Yeah, we'll see. I, I would love to see it bounce. That would, and then go form a new high. How about that? Absolutely, yeah. And maybe um, you're hinting towards maybe I should draw a Fibonacci next week on this one, see how it's played out. Hey, let's see it. Let's see yeah, it. I'll give it my best shot. <laughs> All right, I like it. <laughs> All right. Okay, like right. It. Next, we have Palantir. Um, again, I've stepped out um, back a bit and we're on the weekly chart, and we can see already you're probably seeing the little caterpillars in the middle, little blue caterpillars. Um, might call me weird but that's how i see them <laughs> and that's the 20 moving average for a weekly chart and we've respected it quite well actually so that's four six times in the last couple of years maybe slightly less than that maybe just over a year um and we can see a big red candle which we had last week big um, it was being expected at some point um, maybe not so big uh, might be too aggressive but it was to be expected we had a massive run up as you can see from 750 ish all the way up to 17 dollars and that's that's absolutely incredible it's over 100 percent um, and yes, if you're yeah, asking, I did take a few profits on this one as well. Um, <laughs> just because <laughs> I'm a technical trader, that's how I do things, of course. Um, but yeah, we can see that the yellow arrow we've got here is um, the 20 moving average, and it is following up nicely on the weekly. Now, obviously, we talk about the daily all the time, but the weekly is really that kind of stability, and from my opinion, at least. So if we can get up to the kind of 11.50, 11.65 level with the 20 moving average, I think that would be really, really good, especially heading into the next earnings, which will be kind of late August, mid to late August, I reckon. Um, so that would be nice if it can kind of come together like that. Um, that would be another four or five weeks data, and obviously we'll track that as we go. Um, but last thing to mention on this chart, we've got obviously the red candle, uh, red arrow I've got down the bottom there. The volume was lower, um, but it was red. And I wanted to kind of get your experience on this. Now, to me, that says there's less volume and it's red, but that's not necessarily a negative. I, I don't know if that's because surely the negative would be if it's big red volume rather than smaller red volume. Yeah, so I would. I would agree with that. Um, also, last week we had a shortened week, right? So that's a trick. And I always forget oh, true, that. Yeah. So yeah. one last oh, day. Yeah. And it probably makes that volume about average. But yeah, um, to answer your question more directly, though, I, it, if the volume is tapering off when you're getting the selling, that I, I wouldn't take that as necessarily the, um, a negative sign. That's that's a somewhat positive, right? It's like some profit taking, mm -hmm. but we don't have everybody just selling off. It's just I mean, look at those. How many weeks is that? One, two, three, four, five, six straight weeks of green, um, of gaining. So, yeah, that's just people taking profits. It made a ton of money. Like you said, a double. And uh, I would think that it's it's actually um, okay as long as it's not, like you said, a big spike in volume. And usually yeah. that would come with news, right? I would think. Of Some course. Sort of yeah. No, it's interesting. Or, Thank you for your input. 
Yeah. 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 Or we get some uh, bad news coming. <laughs> It'd be a bad oh, well, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> but no, this is a, this has been a great, I mean, honestly, Sean, when you started covering Palantir, uh, I did not have any idea of it having these moves like this recently. It's been really just an incredible run. Yeah, it's a massive retail stock as well. So you expect those kind of runs. Um, but we can see with the bars at the bottom, that looks like institutional to me. That does look like a lot of buying coming in. Yeah, yeah. good stuff. Um, and this one's a bit of an interesting chart. I don't normally draw channels that don't really move with the stock. <laughs> um, but you can see this is Enovix, and we're, again, we're on the weekly. And this one's turning a little, little bit more of a long-term play for me. It's just got the kind of technology and the way that the world is moving. Um, but this is not really the, the podcast, uh, not podcast, the live session for that. But we can see price action last week. We've got a bit of a red candle, kind of similar to the green candle we had before in terms of size, of course. Um, but we are above the moving averages. Obviously, we don't have the 200 because we haven't had 200 weeks of this stock. So we've just got the 20, which is the yellow, and, and the 50, which is the blue line. Um, but what I wanted to kind of speak to here is obviously we're, we're above the trend line. As you can see the gray one going up. But there's like a channel of two red lines coming down. I wanted to get your kind of thoughts on this as well. So I've drawn the first one from the top of the candles, as you can see, all the way down. And then from the kind of top of the, um, the actual bars themselves all the way down. And what I saw when I was drawing this is the further you get down towards the end, you actually have a little channel of actual bodies within that range. Yeah. Um, I wanted to see if, you, if you've seen that before, if that's a common thing. But to me, that looks like it's broken out of that trend line. Of course, I would think that. Um, and maybe we're moving up towards kind of 1820. That would be kind of my near-term price targets in the weekly, at least. So it could be a few months, of course. But yeah, I just wanted to get your point, your thoughts on this, this channel trading. Yeah, I, I actually really like this. And um, I, I like that when you see channels like this forming and they break um, as, a, as a really strong sign, actually. And so this being weekly, though, it's not a short term. This is not like, hey, this coming week necessarily, you're going to get a move up. But I think that the odds over the next, you know, the odds for the next few months are definitely, um, I would say, more positive than not, given um, that break of that channel uh, that you drew that you drew there. I actually have a of all the patterns. Like I, I really um, enjoy finding, identifying patterns, and, and doing all this this technical work. Um, and the one that uh, I'm really actually trying to get a little bit more experience with and understand more is these channels and exactly uh, how to utilize them a little bit better. So I, I like what you've done here, and um, the fact that it's broken out and it's following this trend line up, I think, is very positive. Plus, you've got the rounding of the 20 and 50 moving averages mm -hmm. there yeah. um, and all this volume. So, yeah, I, again, I think this is uh, worth watching. And I think you've noted the right kind of the right stuff to be paying attention to. Yeah, I think um, what I'd be looking for going forward, obviously, we've spoken about a little bit about price targets and 18, 20, et cetera. But what I really want to see is like a little bit of a move up and that 20 coming through the 50 um, in like a, a more positive way in terms of more direct, I mean, not, not like just softly. Um, so I'd like that to happen, of course. That might be news dependent, as we, we touched on earlier, but that's what my thoughts are for this chart going into the next few months, maybe yeah. six, 12 months, actually. Yeah, you know, that would be, I mean, if you got up to 1850, that's like a 20% move or so. Yeah. Uh, check yeah. my math on the Sunday, but yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. Um, that, that that would be a really nice move right into resistance. It would pull that moving average up, and um, then we'd be at another really key level, right? Um, so yeah, yeah. Uh, 
I really like that you brought this to our attention. Thanks again. That's right. Like we say, it's a long-term rather than a short-term. Obviously, we do do short-term um, perspectives, and this one is a bit more of a long-term one. But yeah, I'm glad you like it. That's good. I'll keep I'll keep covering it, shall I? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Thanks, so. that's, uh, that's it for my set. Obviously, I'll hand you over to the wonderful Nate. Now he's got great charts, great perspectives, and great, um, uh, what's it called? Newsletter, of course. Every Sunday, all about cover calls. And it's a really good read. I really enjoyed it. I, listened, I watched it this morning, and I thought, wow, this guy's doing really good things in terms of successful calls, shall we say. I appreciate that, Jean. Yeah, I posted about um, using cover calls with Mara and 40% gains over the last couple of months. It's been a great trade. So, yeah, I yeah, appreciate that. And uh I'll jump into my charts here. Um, so, and actually, before I do, um, I'll, well, now nah, let's get the charts. I'll, I'll say that for the end. So stay tuned. So uh, the one-hour uh, candles for NVIDIA is what we've got here. At first, um, close at about 422, right around the 420 level here uh, last week, which is also for this one hour where the 150 moving average comes up and where I've got support uh, drawn from <clears throat> previous levels. So, I'm looking at potentially another channel here, right? It looks to me like we've got 420 up to about 435. And uh, we retested that both both sides a number of times. If we can get this hold here, uh, maybe we get another push back up. And really trying to look for a break out of these levels. I, I don't know that, I mean, it's going to be pretty quick trades if you are trying to um, just trade the range. Um, but if we get a break above or below, then, you know, below I'm looking for it to come back and retest 404. And above, I think uh, we're right up to try 450 next. So um, the one hour gives you a little bit more shorter term perspective. And NVIDIA just continues to rip. So I'm looking for another breakout. Yeah, I like this range. Um, I think the next few hours is essentially is, uh, is key data, isn't it? So if you can bounce off of that 150. Um, but if yeah, you the next few hours. 150, then you've got the smaller moving average to get through as well. So that could be quite challenging. So it'd be one of these to kind of watch for me personally. 100%. Yeah, it's it's definitely tightened up, right? You can see the prior range um, was a little bit broader between the 376 and 395. And so, yeah, this is just a little bit tighter, but not too much. And uh, I feel like this is what you want to see if you're a bull. If you're, you, you know, we've got the big extended move higher. And then instead of selling off and pulling back and, re, you know, kind of back into that lower range, it's just continued to move higher, form another range. Now, I would expect any additional breakouts to be, you know, smaller and smaller as you go. Um, but, yeah, this is uh, still remaining very bullish and positive in my mind. Absolutely, yeah. We're doing great things. More AI fun. <laughs> uh, let's see. So what do I have next? Here we go. The candles for Marathon Digital. So this is all those opportunities. That's 40% right there, ladies and gentlemen, um, of collecting cover call premiums um, between this range. But last week we mentioned on the call, um, in, in case you missed it, maybe go back and check it out on the video, uh, that 946 level started holding up. And we noted that saying if that holds, instead of going all the way back to retest um, the lows of this range, in fact, it, it would be very bullish to see it push higher. And if we saw a 1075 break, um, that would be a potential breakout situation. And sure enough, that's exactly what we got. The four-hour candles here uh, show that 20 moving average pushing right up. And the candles came back to test it. Um, if you were watching this, you got a nice opportunity to get in if you wanted to use the moving average to, you know, as a buying opportunity, entry point. 
Um, and then 1298 looks like it's it's going to be some tough resistance. So $13 call it. Um, but if we do get above that level, uh, next targets I've got up is about $15, 15 to 1530 and then 1775. So big, you know, big moves potential. Um, but given this, this breakout 13 could be a little bit tough. Um, what are your thoughts here, Sean? My thoughts, uh, I mean, I always bring this up and maybe I'm a bit of a broken record, but obviously it moves with Bitcoin and, and I've seen that quite a lot recently. I've been, I've been tracking Hive as well, which is very similar to Mara, um, especially yeah. in the way it moves. But this one, I, I think, because we've had a little bit of a move on Bitcoin, I think over the weekend as well, if I'm not mistaken, I, mean, I could be completely wrong. But um, and that above 30. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's good news for, for Mara as well and, and your cover course. So you're, if you're going above 13, is it really 15, the next level you have? Because that's fantastic, isn't it? That, that alone is about 20%. Yeah, yeah. it really <laughs> is what I've got. I mean, parabolic. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is a trick with these, right? These kind of stocks is that they're very, um, they're going to make big moves. So the reason I was able to click those big premiums selling cover calls is because the potential for those big moves to happen allows for a lot of cash to be collected. The trick is when it moves, you can miss out on all these gains because you're capped at where these options are. So um, at this point, I actually stop selling covered calls on it and strictly be trading it for the upside until it forms another uh, bit of a range. But um, yeah, this is in this is now in breakout mode. And I agree with you. Just got to follow Bitcoin and see what Bitcoin does. It holds yeah, I think I think I'm for a good one there, especially the technicals on the Bitcoin quite well. But on the technicals on this one, you can see the two touches of the 20 million average. If you can come down and touch that and then break through the 13. And then, so I always look for breakouts myself. And if it goes above 13 and comes back down and retests it, that's when I'd be looking for an entry point, depending on macro and all the other indicators we should be looking for when trading. It's, um, I think that looks good. I think it looks really good. Yeah. I'll be I'll be watching that exact move, the break above and retest at thirteen. Yeah, gonna write that one down. <laughs> <laughs> nice, take a note. Um, all right, so DraftKings is up next. Actually, Sean, you got me looking at DraftKings a little bit differently. So um, you noted that this triple top here that the four hour candles are showing right at that twenty six forty level between twenty six twenty six forty, and that's tough, right? I mean, you get three attempts to break through and you get rejected. Uh, that's not usually a very bullish setup, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's a, a bearish setup either because it's three attempts. I mean, if you get two attempts and then a big pullback, you know, that's that's a pretty big failure. But this third attempt and then we're still holding above or right around the $25 range. I guess it did close above 25, but, you know, right around that 24 50 25 range. Um it's, it's kind of constructive. So I'm wondering if we don't just trade sideways here for a bit. And uh, the broader range of a, of a channel I've got here would be all the way down to 22.75 and then all the way up to 26.40. Um, I like personally accumulating shares at between 22.75 and 23, 23.30-ish. Um, and for a play to more upside and, and back up to 26. Um, I like it longer term as well, but yeah, that's what I'm looking at. If you wanted to take a little more risk, you can see these four-hour moving averages. You know, the 150 is coming in here in that middle range, right around 2450. So I think we pull back in that mid-range. You could accumulate some shares there as well, um, because you know maybe it doesn't pull all the way back. So that's my thoughts there. Anything to add? Yeah. 
Yeah, I like you mentioned the the triple top here, and sorry to bring that to your attention in the past, but <laughs> um, but if we do get a bounce off this movie, and we just like you said, and we retest that, and possibly break it, um, that accentuates the fact it would be a stronger support, um, in my opinion, and, and that's kind of generally how you perceive things through trading. Um, but yeah, that would be if it did break above that, came down, retest it, move on to kind of twenty seven, twenty eight, or wherever. That to me would be a, a very solid support line moving forward, uh, 2640. But on the contrary to that, if you do break that 150, I know you said you were looking to kind of buy or accumulate shares at 2275 around that 23 level. Mm-hmm. Would you would you be looking at this chart or would you perhaps go back on the daily and see what 100, 150 is there? Because I would looking at this chart, you wouldn't, I wouldn't buy accumulate shares at, at 2275 because if it breaks that, it, it breaks it, doesn't it? Yeah, so I see what you're saying, and you're right. I would be um, looking at multiple time frames, like uh, mm-hmm. especially um, when it comes to looking for support levels. Because if we do zoom out to the daily and you get that good support there, actually, I could probably take a look at that right now or on the call, but or on the, you know, looking at uh, DraftKings. But um, yeah, I would definitely look at the daily, see if we get some moving average support, other points of confluence, and you know, if there's daily levels that are a little stronger than I, w- I would be looking at that. These This 2275 actually lines up where um, the daily candles had pulled back to and formed a bit of a base and retested a couple okay. of times. So these two spots here um, are the lows of those days. And so, yeah, it's, it's definitely worth pulling back and looking at those things. I'll say the 50-day moving average is coming in right around that 23 level as well. So uh, that'll be worth noting. That is exciting, actually. Yeah, no, yeah good stuff. Great, great point. All right, IWM. So the small caps. I keep looking at small caps. There is a reason. Um, now, I do think it's worth looking at the Russell 3K, which I haven't gotten to yet this weekend, but I'm going to look at tonight. Um, because the Russell 3K is both uh, the, the 2,000 small caps and the 1,000 large caps. So it's a big, broad look at everything. And the reason I'm looking at all these... these uh, you know, IWM is a small cap uh, ETF, the Russell 2000 ETF. And so I'm looking at this because we had this big tech trade talked about last week with, you know, the seven names or what have you that are really pulling everything to the upside. Well, if we want continued upside action, then you want to see the all these other sectors follow suit, right? Come along with them. And uh, I was hoping to see this small range between 184 and 188 break to the upside for IWM. It didn't last week. It pulled back here. We're going back towards 179. And that's not necessarily bearish. It's just uh, showing a little bit signs of a pause. So um, hopefully if you did get in on that breakout last week, you, you took some profits because it's pulled way, you know, way back. And I wouldn't be surprised if it goes all the way down to you know try 179 or a little bit below. But if it holds there, then I expect it to push right back up and try this range again. So um, just just a little bit of notes here. Not really a trade I see necessarily heading into next week, but I am looking for that 179 to hold. See, I, I see two things here. And the first thing is you really like your four hours this week. I'm really enjoying it because it <laughs> I never look at four hours. I, I don't. And that's why yeah. I like these sessions where we can you know, look at different time frames and get different perspectives. But, yeah, absolutely. And, and the second thing I see is that 179 level, it's almost a second opportunity for a breakout trade um, prior to where we were back in May. Um, and the reason I say that is because of the volume bar that followed hitting that 179 back in May. Is it May? It is May. No, June. Yeah. 
quite see because the, the, the dates are backwards in America, so I can't quite read them um, straight off the bat anyway. So that's first oh, yeah. of June, 5th uh, <laughs> of June, that kind of area. Um, but yeah, so that, that volume bar is massive, isn't it? Um, and obviously it might be coupled with the, uh, the touch of the 20 moving average, of course. But I'd be maybe looking to enter at 179, that there, thereabouts. We're keeping a fairly tight stop loss. And if it doesn't play out, it doesn't play out. But um, we'll see. But th that's what I see anyway. Yeah. And, and you got it right. Beginning of June there. I love that. Yeah. Um, and, and, <laughs> I'm getting uh, used to it. I'm getting used to it. <laughs> it's, uh, it's funny. I've done, I've gone and done work over in UK. And every time that's the one. I've actually had software programs. And there's all kinds of stuff that was involved. And the only ask they said was, can you... Can you make the dates option? Can we like, I was like, I get it because it's confusing. <laughs> I love it. Um, so, yeah, I think paying attention to small caps, getting back to full circle of the chart here is worthwhile. And I like your point. Uh, if we get another, if we get 179 to hold, then yeah, you get another opportunity potential for some upside. Hmm. All right. So, this is the portion where we usually kick it over to our friend Kay. But this week instead, we're going to take a look at his charts without him here. He has no chance to defend them. So, so okay. We'll, we'll see Sorry. what happens. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, I, I'm going to jump in first here on Apple. Um, these are the weekly candles, and um, these just make me very sad. I'll be honest. I don't say this when Kay's on, but it makes me sad because I didn't buy enough shares of Apple. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what a run. Um, I don't know about you. This looks very extended to me, and... Uh, it's hot. I feel like though I've been saying that for like two months and it just keeps ripping higher. So do you, are you in the same boat with Apple where you feel it's hard to get in here and yet it just keeps powering higher? Yeah. This is a, another good example of the trend is your friend. And, but sometimes those trends end and we've seen that countless times in the previous years. And I think what, I think a lot of people just waited for this trend to end. I know I am. Um, and I won't be trading. So I don't really trade Apple. I know it's one of the most traded stocks in, in the stock market. Um, and obviously it would make sense. But yeah, for me, it's, it's a stay away stock. It's not something I get, I get excited about, of course. Um, but what was interesting, Nancy Pelosi bought calls for this. So I don't know what that means. Oh, she <laughs> said Microsoft. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. I saw that. That's right. Yeah. It's in Microsoft. And, Remember when she bought Nvidia before the big run-up? Yeah, so she she knows stuff. But um, <laughs> that's the technicals on this chart. Let's keep it keep it to where we are. Um, right. But yeah, maybe a, a consolidation would be the most ideal thing. But like you say, it just keeps going. It absolutely keeps going. Who knows? We might set another all-time high. Yeah, I mean, maybe we get. It got three downgrades this last week, is what is noted here Ooh. from K, which I thought was interesting. Bank of America, Piper Sandler. Oppenheimer, but I'm guessing those downgrades were like from, you know, uh, a buy to a hold or something like that, because yeah. it's not, it's, I can't imagine it's going to be a sell without looking. I'm, I'm really just speculating, but it's just going from a, Hey, we've really kind of achieved the price levels that they're expecting. But and, um, the RSI as well, you can see it's very elevated. 75. Yeah. I know obviously it doesn't mean much on the bigger side of time frames, at least in my opinion. Um, but it's something to look out for, that's for sure. Yeah, it might be due for a bit of a, a pullback. I mean, when it does pull back, look, it's you can see historically, it sells off for several weeks. It's not just a, you know, a, a slow grind. It seems to just really sell off almost as quickly as it moves up. So, yeah, Apple. Yeah. 
Um, Google, I like a lot. So I'm going to jump in this one first as well, if you don't mind. You go ahead. You take all of them. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you are the host. <laughs> all right. I'll take advantage. <laughs> so this one, um, you know, Google's had this nice stair. So this is a little bit more what I, I like to see in, in uh, as far as moving up, right? Because instead of just these sharp moves up and sharp pullbacks, you get these consolidation periods that uh, act as support, you know, and stair step and, and keep moving higher. So I like Google overall for a long term. And uh, when I look at case charts, I think a little bit more long term than near term trades um, based on you know just the time frames he uses and what have you. Um, here, we're right back at the high from August, back below it, which I think is kind of negligible. Really, we're just kind of oscillating around it. And I think that's good. It allows the uh, moving averages to catch up as they've been doing and maybe forms a bit of base, like I mentioned, to then give it a go up to 130 again. Um, so this is much better, more constructive, um, in my opinion, than seeing something that's just ripping higher with no pausing whatsoever. Um, do, you, do you feel the same way when you see charts like this? Or um, I guess, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I see the same thing in terms of I like the one of the moving averages have time to come up. Um, that's yeah. what I was kind of hoping for for Palantir as well when we looked at that. But I don't know if this is something to be concerned about or, or not, but we can see a slightly lower low. I don't know if it, you can see that as well. But one at the end of May, we, we dropped down, obviously we bounced straight back up, we gap straight back up the next day. But that is a low. We've set that low. Um, and in a way, if you drew a little trend line from that low upwards towards the kind of 20 million average. I'm hoping I'm being as descriptive as possible. When you kind of broke that trend line, came down. Yeah. Um, and, at the, and at the same time, we've broken that 122 level, uh, which is the, obviously the highest August, as you mentioned. So I know we came up, but it looks like we kind of bounced off of it as well. So we had a kind of a key point, I think, for Google. Um, so this could actually be, in my eyes, a bit of a resistance point with the, the 20 million average being above it, that, that support line that we, we spoke about from the high of August and that break of trend line kind of coming up, retracing and bouncing back down. Um, but if, if you look at the more positive side, like you mentioned, that 50 million average coming up would be a key support. Um, but for me, it's a short-term bearish. Well, what about the trend line, right? So if you look at the trend line from... The bigger trend line, yes, of course. Yeah, yeah the long. Sense. So the short-term trend line, right from the top to where we're at, is definitely negative trending, right? Similar to the the spy chart I had earlier, where we rolled over a little bit. But longer term, going all the way back, I don't know what month that is, but I'm gonna guess around March, April timeframe. You know, I think we're we're still above that positive trend, right? Which yeah. is kind of in line with the 50 uh, moving average that he's got, but um. Yeah, I, maybe I'm just trying to tear his charts apart. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's what we're here okay. for. <laughs> no, okay. So I, I think that it, it's it's one it's the same kind of spot with the cues, which makes sense, and what we're seeing with spy, which is we've got a bit of a pause, a bit of a rollover, um, but when we zoom out, it's still you know the trend is still to the upside. So um, worth watching and see if that if I were to draw a line there, I wonder if it would break um, if we're gonna. Or if it'll hold, that's what I'd be looking at. Yeah, but no, it's a good, good shot. Yeah, SoFi has got that Palantir feel, which just went crazy, um, and just great gains. I, I've talked to a number of traders who have been trading this all the way from four eighty all the way up to that ten dollar level, just making really good. I got out a little earlier than that, um, a lot earlier, but that's okay. <laughs> um, and I don't remember if K is 
is in SoFi or not or trading SoFi or not. But um, what I would say is, you know, that 705 level uh, that he's, I don't know if he's got 705 here. That's the level I've got noted. He's using this FIB level. So he's got 724 and 653. I totally agree with 653. I've got 705 as a level above that. And that's where I think we kind of, I would not be surprised if we see the shares pull all the way back there. Um, There's no real reason for them to stop, I don't think, um, beforehand. Um, Given that huge push up, there's going to be people taking profits. And yeah, I mean, the volume is good, though. So it's interesting to see if it'll stop, you know, where it'll stop. And then if it goes and tries to make new highs. Yeah, uh, you said around that seven mark. I've got six fifty to seven as my buy zone. There you go. Drawn a little rectangle for so we're kind of aligned there, aren't we? Um, yeah. But it's interesting to see in, in this chart the twenty moving average is kind of acting as a little bit of support. Yeah, it is. Look at that. Give it a little bit of a a little bit of a bounce there. I didn't notice that. Yeah. So maybe this week we see it uh, hold up here. That would be really interesting. Right back at that prior high. If it just kind of sits tight right here. Um, and uh, even if it doesn't, if we break the 20, the 50 is kind of coming up to that area where we've been speaking about, that $7 area. Yeah, 657. Yeah. That sounds good to me for future trades. So that's what I'm thinking. I'm right there with you. Is like, you know, if you missed it, you missed it. You kind of sit back and wait and see what happens. Um, but 657 is a great accumulation zone. And then try again, let's see if it tries again for highs. And then you can use, you know, really that 576 level if it's breaking below that um, as your stop, right? Because you don't want it to, well, if I, that's the moving average there, I guess, maybe 565. But somewhere in that, I, I like that 576 level, actually. Let me see what I have on my notes here. Yeah, as use that as a stop. I mean, that's pretty bro- that's pretty wide, but the, the big moves SoFi has been making, you might need it to be wide, otherwise you get stopped out. Yeah, and I think another thing to mention as well, that the next earnings will be around about August as well. So if we get that kind of price movement, it will kind of align with the, with the earnings, which could obviously be a negative or a positive catalyst. Um, so we'll see what happens with that as well. Yeah, so far it's been crazy. Mm. All right, last one of the day, Intel. This is Kay's favorite. Um, I like it because it's making higher higher lows and higher highs. I mean, that's the biggest thing that jumps off the page for me. He, he mentioned this 21 DMA crossover, the 50. I guess he uses a 21 moving average. I should note that. Um, and that's also, you know, a positive sign. But, you know, the the continued higher lows, and then now we're getting higher highs. We broke out of its range. Uh, it actually looks pretty positive, which is kind of surprising to me. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's definitely moving in the right direction. Um it's a bit of a loose channel, but you can kind of loosely see a channel. That makes sense, uh, which is nice. Yeah, I kind of sit back. I can see if I sit back. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, that, but that 37 um, for the future will be a nice one to break through because obviously when you see massive selling points off of a, of a certain level, that obviously means that everyone's got an order there. Uh, not everyone, but a lot of people, maybe institutions have um, big sell orders at that point. Um well, yeah, look at that. If you go if you go left on the chart, I think, sorry to interrupt, Sean, but you, you hit on something that I like to note a lot when I'm trading charts that have, you know, moved down and now are recovering and, and showing this rounding and, and pulling back up. Well, if you look to the left here between 34 and 37, there's a lot of action, right? It was, uh, it kind of stuck in that range for a bit before selling off. So a lot of folks that were buying at that point 
um, have now been holding, you know, holding the bag, so to speak, and waiting to just get out and break even, right? And so when you get it pushed back up to 37, I think a lot of the, that volume we see on the left side of this chart, probably just breaking even, just getting let me get out. Plus there's going to be some profit taking, of course, from the folks yeah. who got into the lower points. So, um, yeah, I like to look for that, those kind of levels. And, uh, and to your point, if you can get above them, then, you know, off to the races. Just a, a question on this one. I don't, I don't know much about the Intel stock in terms of the, the, bit, the fundamentals and all that. I don't wonder if you do and if you see Intel being a, a big player for the next 10, 15, 20 plus years. Obviously, it's so, probably for K, but maybe just, just in case you knew. It's been around for a while. So It has. And, um, and so I'd really be interested in what K's thoughts are as well. So we'll definitely have to ask him next week to get his take. I, I'll say I'm not, I'm not an expert, but what – what I've heard and read is, you know, in their space, in the chip space, you've got NVIDIA and AMD who are using, you know, the latest and greatest stuff and are creating the latest and greatest. And Intel went a different direction. I don't know all the technicals, but so now they're playing catch up is how I understand it. And so if they can catch up and, you know, they've got all this funding um, coming in through, um, you know, the U.S. Is, is pumping a bunch of money into chip manufacturing and all that. Mm-hmm. So they're setting up shop. And they're taking advantage of that. So, you know, I think it makes sense to to take a look at it and there could be some upside. But from my understanding is they're really in a position of needing to catch up to their competition. So it's a somewhat tough spot. And that's why I think it's sold off so much. Yeah, no, that's good to know. Thank you for that. Yeah, absolutely. So let's see if I can get this sorted here. This has been a great week of charts. And I don't know about you, Sean, but... Even without Kay here, I feel like we got through a whole bunch of good stuff. We got a lot of information out. Um, and I just missed his options information. That's what I miss. <laughs> yeah, that's what I Just to give you an extra bit of perspective, doesn't it? Yeah, um, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll have this. to get him. Um, so next week, I don't know if we're going to be on. We'll figure that out. Um, but if you guys are um, following along, appreciate you subscribing. And um, if we are on next week, you know, we'll give you all the charts like we always do. If not, um, we'll, we'll try to get something else posted along the lines of educational type videos or just maybe some looks at uh, different stocks we're, we're taking a look at for trading. Um, but if not, we'll, we'll be back the following week for sure. And uh, we'll keep things rolling. But, you know, for final thoughts, uh, actually, Sean, let me go to you before and I'll, and I'll wrap it up. Well, I'm going to do that thing I always do, and that's subscribe to the channel. <laughs> I know it's not a bit boring, but no, it really does help us out. And if you are watching this on, on live or you know, post-recording, then obviously like it. It gives it out in front of more eyes, more traders, gives a bit more respect for people. Um, so yeah, hit that subscribe button. We hit 50, which is half a century. The next step is the century of 100. So if you can help us to get there, then, then fantastic. Um, but yeah, that's what I've got for you. Obviously, trade safe. But I think Nate's got to touch on that, so we'll hand over to Nate. Yeah, the yeah. yeah. I appreciate that, Sean. And uh, yeah, fifty subscribers. Thanks, everybody. We'll, we want to get to hundred twice as fast, and uh, appreciate the support. Gets us you know, motivated every week to come out here and talk. Appreciate the comments, Two Hawk. Thanks for the great comments there, and for your questions this week. Uh, we'll, we'll always get to everybody's questions every week, so keep those coming. And, uh, you know, heading into the week, as always, you know, trade wisely, get as much information behind your trades as you can before you you make them um, and then follow your plans. Right. If you've got stop losses in place, respect them. Don't, you know, don't change plans mid course. Otherwise, you know, what are your plans for? So that's 
that's my big note going into the week and uh wish me luck in my adventures in vegas and uh yeah have a great week everybody yep good luck I'm thanks sure so. I appreciate that video <laughs> that's the plan that is the plan yeah, of course. Awesome. <laughs> all right thanks john it's been fun see you later bye-bye